what is up? It's Dark Side here. Monday night before Christmas 2020, throwing together a little flashback show. We're going to go back this week in the Wayback Machine. For those of you that don't know the history of the Moto X Pod show quite so much, but first, I want to thank all of our sponsors, of course, of Cherubies USA, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, X Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, and Extreme uh, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, all on board currently and for 2021. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is little, no show this week, so we're going to do a little flashback. What I'm going to give you guys is about 15 minutes of episode six from November 22nd, 2016. As I said, a little different. Back in the day, this show was actually started by uh, Muscle Mark, Mark Poole, and uh, Phil Gates. A couple guys, they were doing this thing on their iPhone. Eventually, within a few episodes, DJ TJ came in, and those three guys, you know, TJ got the soundboard, learned how to edit some things, uh, and the show kind of started. I was a guest on this episode. This was the first appearance of myself. And, uh, you know, just eventually became a part of the show and things changed as other guys that, you know, Phil and Mark had, uh, you know, other things to take care of. They had job changes and family stuff going on and stepped away. And, you know, they're obviously no longer part of the show, but they were integral part of starting the Moto X Pod show. So, as I said, I'm going to give you guys about probably about 15 minutes of that first episode I was on episode six sound quality is not great guys uh stick it out it's just different uh they were still learning the, the system totally different we had we were doing it at TJ's house back then before we had this studio uh but yeah just give it us it's just us talking about racing and different things and then it's the full show from May 30th 2017 episode 32 uh Little D from FMF Kyle Chisholm and Ben LeMay were the guests but yeah, I hope you guys like it. It's just a, a dive back. You guys see how far we've came. Uh, see the differences. You hear the differences in sound quality, which made me feel a lot better about when we do have our issues these days. Uh, it's come a long way in a few years. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But to everybody that's listening, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from the Moto X Pod Show, DJ TJ, Scotty T. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Appreciate all our sponsors. And we'll be back uh, possibly next week, maybe the week after but we'll be getting fired up, ready to go for Supercross 2021. Thanks, guys. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. 
My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. We're going to talk about a few different things this week, guys. There's not a whole lot going on right now, but silly season is. And, well, motocross is always motocross, so we'll find something to talk about. First off, guys, what do y'all think? The Stewart Bros riding Yamahas. What's up? What do y'all think about that? Mm, I'm not going to think too much about it. Well, you don't think very much anyways. That's cool. What do you think about it, Dark Side? <laughs> I'm not confident it's going to happen until I see it. Not with JS7 anyway. Yeah, right. I, just the fact that he's even riding that bike is weird for me. You know what you think? Yeah, you know, yeah. I never, like, the last thing I expected to see, 
on him on my news feed when I saw it that day was James on a blue bike. Like you figure maybe a Honda, probably Honda. That's the kind of the inclination yeah. we've all had. Maybe a Husky or something like that. There's that's, one of those in the shop. Yeah, I saw a Husky in the shop exactly. But the blue bikes, really? I thought that relationship was like not just severed, like burnt. You know, he may just yeah. be doing that out of his own pocket, though. Uh, well, yeah, he may. I mean, yeah, I guess you drive whatever you want at that point. That's right? the bike he likes best, possibly. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, the, in the stock form, that bike is really good. It's really fast. I heard it's not hard to make into a fire breather. So I think James really probably needs something that's really fast to, to suit his. Uh, his level of aggro, if you will. So, yeah. what do you think about that, Phil? Uh, well, <clears throat> well uh, here I'm tired of seeing all the haters on, uh, you know, Supercross and Tran- Trans World and Racer X all posted it. Yeah. And I just see everybody just hating on James Stewart. You, should, and you probably shouldn't go on Vital then. <laughs> well, I, I went off on some people and I said I'm straight. And uh, Ooh, the watch out, Phil. You guys better but, watch it. Phil will come see you today. Here, but here's today. the thing: the 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 new Yamahas are are a lot different than they were when James rode them. Definitely. So, you know, he might feel a little, you know, a lot more comfortable on this bike. So, um, I mean, really, are they that different? Or are people just learning how to ride them? I mean, it's not that. I mean, would they move the motor a little bit, change a few well, things. Well, I think it's just a better version of what it was. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very the the. the the, the motor design being that backwards motor deal and the chassis is not that much different. I just think they, they improved what was wrong with it. I mean, it's still a Yamaha, but I think it's a more consistent, you right. know, base <laughs> as opposed to the other one was a little bit unpredictable. Kind of like my Honda now with those awesome Air Force. Just, just, <laughs> you just never know. You'll look up and be on the ground and be like, what? No. <laughs> well, Tell me what you think about the, what do you think about the Stewart brothers, right? Well, you think it's going to go? You think it's going to happen? I think that Mookie's going to wind up privateer until somebody gets hurt and I don't have any clue about James. I, I don't even want to pretend to know or say because who who knows? Nobody. Something's coming, though. I do know that. I just don't know what yet, and hopefully we all hear it pretty soon. Did y'all see so. Rock Rivers' post on Instagram? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They posted that, that video of James and Malcolm riding. I mean, I mean, what do you... I don't know. I think a lot of people are just tagging. I mean, what is it? That guy that they were talking about on the Pulp Show... What was his name? Um, uh, the team, the Honda oh, team. Oh yeah, Chris Crossley. Yeah, and he yeah. posted up, and he had nothing to do with it. Then Mookie said, "I don't even know That's, what that guy's posting." I mean, yeah. Yeah. people are just trying to. I think get, it's hilarious. They should keep doing it, hyping well, it up. Well, I mean, they're just getting free press out of it. The worst thing's gonna be if they both show up and JS7 hits the deck again. Hmm. Well, I, I want him to show up and do a season. I don't care how he finishes; just finish. Well, yeah. If history yeah. tells us anything, that's very, very likely to happen. Yeah. And I'm as big a James fan as there is, but. That's just what we, we, you know, the guy goes for it. I do like that about him because if he crashes, it's not halfway, you know, <laughs> and that means you're going for it. It means you're trying hard. And, I, you know, we're not seeing the James of 10 years ago, but he can uh, still win. Well, I really believe he can. Uh, Mark, you'd know this. And you may, do you know when the last time James won a championship? Uh, 2009. 2009. And he was on a Yamaha. A Yamaha, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's come full circle, I guess, in a way. Well, he's the last guy on a Yamaha on a 450 to, to, win, to a, win a Supercross. Yeah, yeah, so. good, good, good A going. Supercross period or yep. just? Supercross main event, last guy on a Yamaha to yeah. win one. Oh, man. That was 2012, too, on the that. previous generation bike we're talking Right. You know, and that probably has to play into their mind. You get, I mean, well, I mean, they've got Cooper and Chad this year, though. Like, you got somebody, you got two guys that can both potentially win. Doubt it. But if you really want... <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bad news fill over here. But it's uh they um so you got potential winners there, but why not have more? Hold on, hold on. Did you not keep up with anything that happened over in Australia? That is that is irrelevant. How is it relevant? You mean, yeah, you okay, mean that series oh, at Brighton well, one? Okay, yeah. hold yeah. on. <laughs> Brighton, who's a maybe a top ten. <laughs> maybe. Good one, good one. I, I mean, you got a, you got a point there. You know, you got a point there, dark yeah. side. But any given day, Reed could win. But yeah, I think like JS7, I think his days are pretty much over winning. Yeah. I mean, look, he's still faster than probably the other top. Mm. He's in the top ten. Both those guys could be, but yep. I think their winning days are probably behind him. Unless I agree. Some crazy things happen. Well, I feel like that too. And unless they get a start and are just able to, well, number one, have some circumstances fall in their favor, and number two, sprint it out and get 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 ahead and get comfortable. Which that really you don't see that happen a whole lot anymore. Remember the last time Chad won was Atlanta, Atlanta twenty fifteen. Yeah. And he had who he had was it Dungey on him the whole time? Dungey chasing him all twenty laps. Right. And he beat him, but I mean like he could never like settle down. Just get away. And Chad got you know, but if you see the twenty two bike out front, he could still win. He's one of the weirdest dudes I've ever seen. Like he just has an unwavering belief in himself. And when when and now he's older, you know, the body's not clicking as much as no matter what anybody says, I mean he's probably in his physical prime for a lot of other athletes, but not for motocross. Right. Know? Right. And um but I, I still believe main event wins could happen. I don't think the title can be here, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really do. So the field is so deep if everybody stays healthy. There really are eight, ten guys that could win. Definitely. You know, just hearing, I think you guys, the last show, talking about guys that can win, and you'll name somebody, and, oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. You know, oh, wow, and, you know, Muskin, and I mean, gosh, I want Muskin to win. Yeah, I, I definitely I, want to see that guy win. Yeah. You don't want him to get hot. That dude can go. He is silky smooth. You will be pissed off if he wins because you'll have to listen to him on the podium. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't like this. And, and I'm with you on, yeah. I've heard you talk about that in the last couple of shows about the robot, but, the, you know, not. I don't like to listen to all the sponsors, but... I like Muskin on the stage. I, I like. Yeah, I, I just. I became a fan of him last year at Dallas because he was so nice after the race. Yeah. And then his wife, Matilda, hung yeah. out with us and talked to my wife or, wife, or oh, my girlfriend. Nice, and nice. They were so cool. And yeah, I, like, dude, I, I love that guy. I, I love their their real. And you know, just he seems real, kind of like Cooper in a different way, but he's not a robot. Yeah, it's a different dynamic for sure. Yeah. It's always good to see a nice dude, a nice guy win too. Because you know, some of those guys have got to be pricks behind the <laughs> scenes. You know, and I hate it. I mean, but. Like Reed? Huh? Not Cooper Webb. Reed. <laughs> I, maybe. I, I don't know. But it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Reed's the guy I love to hate. He's my Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Aren't they like nine and one? Winning like crazy. Nine and one. Yeah, my best team in the league right now. <laughs> Yeah, Who's your team? I'm a Niners fan. Oh, oh come going, on. You are You're the opposite. One and yeah, nine. that's what I just said. They're How terrible. about that quarterback situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. TJ doesn't watch football. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> hey, I got computer but stuff to do. Unlike most here. Cowboy fans, I love my team, even though they're the worst team in the NFL. Mm. I'll, I'll love them for the, till I die. That's well, my team. I, hey, nobody understands that feeling more than me. I'm a third-generation Dallas Cowboy fan, and through the years they sucked, I'm still a fan. Me too. I pulled all my hair out. Look, it's gone. You can see. But when they're good, it's rewarding. So it's kind of like your favorite rider. Like, I'm hoping to really see Kenny kick everybody's butt this year, which I believe he will. Bag I it. really do. Team huh? Chiz. <laughs> bag it? Yeah, he's going to win a heat he's race. He's going to a lot of fifth places. I'm going yeah. to bag it. Dude, I – I'm just, I still think I'm going to run my visor backwards and upside down like he did that. <laughs> did that work? Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah. Man. But seriously, I mean, I mean he, gets, he gets out front. I'm telling you he's going to do some – 
He's going to be good. Yeah, Daytona, yeah, I believe he can do uh, it. Daytona, yeah. I and then outdoors. Maybe. Well, no, he's a phenomenal talent, a phenomenal rider. I just, you you got Kenny, Marvin, Chad, the Dunge, the guy that just has been waxing everybody. Tomac. Okay, except Tomac, for Chad. Eli Tomac. You know? Except There's for Chad. Right there. Except for Chad, I think that's going to be your consistent podium is those like is going to be those four out of those four. Right, four. Right. Well, yeah, and I think Anderson's in there. Well, yeah, Jay, I forgot about Jay. So Sorry. I guess you're and right. Cole Seeley. We keep Canard. forgetting. There you go, Canard. Yeah, yeah. You just keep listening. I'll be like, oh yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's going. Keep going. So maybe Baggett can get a ninth. There's going to be three main guys probably that are getting going for the wins. Maybe four if Webb gets in there and mixes it up. That's it. That's the expectation level on him. So we have to speak of it in those terms. I feel. And uh, they're not paying him what they're paying him to, to go out there and run top five, I can assure you that. Okay, but you so. say irrelevant as far as how the, what do you call it, the stuff in Australia and some mm-hmm. of the overseas stuff was, yeah. is what Phil said. When you really sit back and look and you say that's irrelevant, but Chad wins it, and you think Chad's going to be back in the pack, so where does that put Cooper in your mind? Uh, well, I say Cooper's top five. Because... I mean, you say Cooper's top five, so then yeah. obviously Reed's riding better than him right now. I, I don't believe that. And then Villapoto was all over him, and Villapoto hadn't ridden in for how long as far as racing. Cooper Webb doesn't well, want to well, get let, hurt. Let's, let's be a little bit honest here. That's Ryan Villapoto. I mean, yeah. you know. But off the couch, I'm just saying, how well, can you yeah. put so much stock that y'all think that he's going to do good, but then the person who just didn't just beat him, but like ran off from his teammate, and then you say, "Oh, well, he's he'll be back there." But Cooper will be up front. Well, let's be honest that that that, that Australian Open <laughs> is not exactly Anaheim one as far as the tracks go. So, right, and it's um, not that it's that doesn't take away from anything anybody accomplished that night. But let's be it's a different deal. Like, and I feel like Supercross prep prep will be six more weeks out. You know, yeah. they're never going to be firing on all cylinders at this point. So it could be different. I don't know. I don't know what Webb's going to do. I think it was just good seat time for Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I don't know how good it can be when somebody who everybody's saying, oh, he should be able to make top five is putting, you know, the beans to him. Well, he just came off an injury. I don't think he's going to want to aggravate that yeah, again. Yeah, he's not 100% set up ready, you know, physically ready, I don't think. And, and he may not be top five in the first couple of races, but I think by the end, he's going to be coming. So you think off the uh, at the beginning that Anderson will beat him? No. Where? What? Who? It's Webb? possible. Webb. Yeah, Anderson, absolutely. Anderson will. always does what the first couple rounds. Yeah, and so and what I'm getting at is, so what? You know, Moto is so so such a mental game that if after a few times of these guys beating him, I mean, Cooper. Yeah, we haven't seen Cooper just get handled, and when he was getting handled, the last outdoors was um, what's it called? Martin was just killing him. Let's 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 see. This. And he uh, never he never got over that mental block, you know. Let's, let's I will say this about what happened this summer, and that was amazing what Cooper did. And he and he t- he sees the opportunity and got a good deal, but we didn't have the J Mart we had the two prior years out there. True he was there, even when he was having bad days, he was still up there sometimes. And but that's outdoors. We're on the Supercross now. I feel like give him a learning curve year. We're going to get some podiums out of him. You might get a main event win late in the season. He may come out and win Anaheim 1, but as history shown, that means nothing. Right. It's good that you do, and it's a win on your credit. Josh Grant. But it doesn't mean you're going to win the title. Yeah, that was the last time Josh Grant won, but I mean, he's still got a Supercross win. <laughs> well, guys, hey, I enjoyed doing this. Jamie, thank you for coming in tonight. Feel free to come back anytime you want. We're I enjoyed cool. it. Yeah, anytime you want to do 
Phil, whatever. Hey, no, I love you. I love you, Phil. I love you, Phil. TJ, hey, guys. Moto Y'all wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. Yeah, so. Moto X Pod Show. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Happy Thanksgiving. Marilyn Monroe. Ow. I sing good, don't I? Heck yeah. Yeah, you think? <laughs> What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, and now introducing York Welding and Fab. Good, pretty pumped about that deal, man. That's my buddy Carl York. Uh, with me in studio, to my right, he's number two on the list today, but he's number one in everybody's heart. Jamie Darkside Guida Darkside, what's up? What's up? How'd I get to number two? Well, you, we got to put you above TJ. That's only right. Well, who's number one? Me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we could do you know. Well, you're the first one that gets introduced. Yeah, that changed like two episodes ago. I used to do TJ all the time. That's it's whatever, man. TJ's way cooler hey, than me. TJ you started be wherever you want on the list. It doesn't matter. TJ started being goofy about me calling him DJ TJ, so Uh-oh. he got X'd. I got X'd. So, I'm out. Speaking of, our faithful, wacky, Sometimes awesome, most of the time ignorant producer, T.J. Smith. What's up? Announcer extraordinaire, T.J. Smith. Yep, announcer extraordinaire. Yep, that's <laughs> did it. did a great huh? job. Three days of announcing. You're tooting your own horn, though. I am. Way. I mean, you have to be. When you're as awesome as me, it's hard well, not to. Well, nobody else toots it for him, yeah. <laughs> including his wife. Th- th- yeah, right. Three whole days of announcing Loretta's kids, huh? Dude, I'm telling you, being that it was the first, uh, annou- like, what's it called? No, now it's the first Loretta's qualifier, basically, of the of the year for the regionals. Mm-hmm. You should have seen the speed these kids had. Oh, it was, God, I can imagine. It was unreal. Like, I'm just, local kids that just clean up around here, we're good to get top twenty. Got smoked. I mean, because we had we were sitting there looking at it. It was the youth regional, which means that we had schoolboy one and two there, and which is a BC class. Mm-hmm. So a lot of B riders. There were fifteen people when you looked at the list. Me and a couple guys were going over the list before the races. Fifteen kids that could have easily that you look at those numbers. Those kids going, yes, they will make it to Loretta's. It's only six spots. Jeez. I mean, kids that are like, yeah, no problem. They'll make it to Loretta's. There was 15 of them. So Kobush they, waxed everybody. I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Walters had a great weekend. Um, a, bu- a bunch of kids that live out there at Underground that trained did really good. Kobush is the next dude, right? Like, he's one of them. Yes. He, yeah, he's Team Green, yeah. full ride. Yeah, he's going to be one of the next ones. Crazy. So, I mean, it won't be it won't be long that we'll see him on the, the national scene. You should have done that ladder so he got on his so. nerves. You know how picky he is about the sounds. Sound. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I have listened to a couple other podcasts that other people do, and their sound quality is so atrocious. It makes me like make sure that we're doing okay. Well, who are you talking about? We're not. We're not going to bring them up. No. no. Uh, TJ, no. you're mean, dude. All podcasts are fantastic. Yeah. All of them. All of hey, them. Hey, all podcast life matters, TJ. It does. I Jeez. wasn't even talking about necessarily. Moto. Moto. Like, uh, I listen to lots and lots of right. podcasts, and I hear uh, some yeah. that are good podcasts. They're great. Well, if they're not Moto, you can talk about them. But, <laughs> but they're <laughs> but Moto. We got to be Sound nice. quality just I didn't know kills there were podcasts me. other than Moto. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen That's to a the, lie. I listen to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. That's about the only one outside of Moto I listen to. I listen to Eddie Trunk. I listen to, like, 
Up and Vanished and Truth and Justice. And what, what the hell is all that? They're actually really, really good. And what is listen, that, like crime fiction stuff? Or <laughs> no, like real, some of it's true crime stuff. Some of it, yeah. like I listened to a show, a thing called Serial Killers. It talks about all the like serial killers and d- tells their stories. And Wow. Yeah, my brother writes like noir short stories, so I'm sure he's in cool. all that stuff yeah. too. But um, guys, Glenn Helen was the wackiest damn race I think I've ever seen. One of them. What say you, Dark Side? Yeah, a lot of unexpected uh, finishes and outcomes, and mm. pro circuit bikes breaking, and <laughs> lots of Kawasaki's breaking. <laughs> McAdoo taking a ride and just dude, did you see how far his bike went down yeah, that hill? Yeah. Oh my god, just a lot of craziness for sure, but. Man, that's Glen Helen, I guess. Somehow or another, Eli Tomac left with only being 15 points behind Marvin, and we know how easily Tomac can make up 15 points. So yeah. I didn't really worry about his deal. Now, J-Mart is 31 points behind Osborne. I don't think that's doable. As good as Osborne's riding, something's going to have to happen if he's going to catch him. But Jesus Christ, but the Jeremy, way this Jeremy Martin been, was so fast, though. The way the season's been so far for top guys, I mean – who knows what's going to happen? Right. Well, I'll tell you what. It's probably one of the better years for from a fan standpoint that I can remember just from that stuff right there happening. I mean, who had Jason Anderson winning the second moto or Dylan Ferrandez in the 250 class? Yeah, that's you know? pretty wild. It's going to be some good racing. Yeah, that Ferrandez kid's for real. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure oh, about yeah, him. He's good, Jeez. man. He kind of scared me in that second moto. Like, he could just <laughs> take off and run away with this whole thing. I mean, if that keeps up. Yeah, no, really, really. So, how did Doc do this weekend, TJ? <laughs> Well, we we uh, went into it talking to him a lot about he's going up against B riders. Like we said, top B riders. There's 15, 15 of the top B riders there, and he left the place um, in 16th overall. So I mean, it's not bad. No, when you when you no, really sit back and look at that, I mean, he was hoping because he's a racer and he's like, I know I can get top 10. I know I can get top 10. I kept telling him, just top half of the. I mean, there's 40 kids and the gate holds 41. There were over 50 50 cc riders there you know what i mean they, they did qualifiers for most classes so yeah. it was a loaded gates and him getting 16th overall was pretty good hey he's getting there man just tell yeah. him keep yep. up, keep up the good work you know? beat some kids that i really didn't expect him to be able to beat in motos battling yeah. with kids so i was really proud he's super bummed but hey tj stepping stones Blake Baggett got passed in the second moto. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> he got passed in the second moto. Hey, you Jason know what? Anderson passed him. Yeah, well. Were you upset when that happened? Uh, he, threw, he threw a haul on all that hissy fit. I quit yeah, watching. I'm not watching bit. anymore. God, you're not my friend. <laughs> well, the, the, most thing, the thing I'm most excited about is earlier, y'all are going to Colorado next week. Yeah, this week, this week, Thursday. This coming up weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, you were like, well, I don't even know what it's going to be like walking up to Baggett and asking him if he'll come on the show. And I'm just like, maybe he could, you know, just the thought. I think he would, but we're going to definitely have him on a night that you're out of town. (laughs) Yeah, we we, we, we don't want to weird him out completely, and we know you will. So (laughs) it. uh, That's just horrible. But we're going to try to try to try to meet Mr. Baggett this weekend and. a lot of riders. Would love yeah, to yeah. line him up. A lot of riders Absolutely. to talk to. So everybody who's going to be there at Colorado, look for the two gayest dudes in the pits walking around, and then you're going to see can the you two say, motorists. Can you say that anymore? Yeah, you can, but, I mean, that's just a ridiculous statement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jeez. You might say the two coolest dudes walking around, but we all know cause we you're all... not going to be there, TJ, so I don't know if any gay dudes will be there. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That All right. Harsh. Well, I'm going to stay out of this conversation. But, uh, anyways, so we're going to get to our first guest. He is the director of marketing and brand development for 
FMF, the Flying Machine Factory, also a two-stroke lever, Don Emler Jr. What's up, Don? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man, we feel honored. Uh, FMF, man, it's just like one of the most famous logos in motorsports. Only exhaust I've ever paid money for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's good. I mean, uh, if you're going to pay for something, get get it uh, get that famous red and yellow logo yeah they're muffler for sure absolutely got one of those stickers on my truck the uh those iconic fmf stickers you just spoke of there's no mistake in that one when you see it yeah we print about a million of those things a year so uh (laughs) we 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 give as many away as possible you know uh, every everything that we sell actually has four fmf stickers in it uh you know that with the idea being a brilliant one back in the day my dad uh you know 1973 started the company and uh you know, really wanted just to get his name out there. So he would just, you know, print as many stickers as he had the budget for. And yep. it's obviously grown over the years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He started that in his garage, correct? Started FMF? He did. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, I mean, I was, I was born in 81, obviously he started the company in 73, but, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I can remember as far back as him actually living in his first shop that he had. Um, so that's kind of how dedicated he, he was to, you know, producing and, and just learning as much as he could and wanted to kind of stay a garage guy for as long as possible, keep the overhead low. And, uh, you know, uh, today we're, we're just in a little bit bigger of a garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys have come a long way. And it, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I always wonder when I see the ex- exhaust from any manufacturer or I hear about the testing, like how do you guys decide what, how smart do you have to be to figure out diameters and placement of bins i mean i I can't even begin to understand how that works and how you test yeah you know it's a it's it's a process for sure i mean uh you know obviously been doing it for so long but uh that something you know a lot of people don't understand is you know making a two-stroke pipe versus a four-stroke pipe is is a lot easier these days um but to get to the point of where you can actually start production like all the testing and r d actually two strokes take a lot more time to really come up with uh, something that ha- produces really good power. Right. It, they're just, you know, four strokes are a little bit easier. You can kind of have an idea going into it, like the the length of the overall exhaust system, kind of where you want to be, and then you just kind of got to fine tune it from there. Um, but you know, two strokes they're they're really fickle, so you got to you take a little millimeter out here or there to uh, try to give it some more maybe more over rev or you know the that's the type of uh, motor you know a two stroke is. It doesn't have you know, all the torque that, uh, that a four stroke does. But, um, yeah, I mean, so it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, we have a great staff. Um, you know, I don't pretend to know too, too much because that's my, my dad's <laughs> realm and you right. know, I'm, I'm more on the marketing side and get to enjoy working with him daily. But, uh, yeah, he, he just loves to get his hands dirty. That's what it's all about for him. And, uh, he loves to ride. Well, that falls into my next question. I bet he is having a ball with the uh, the 2018 CRF 250, correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's we've seen photos of it having uh, two two headers, and it's it's kind of crazy because you know it's like you know, everything's about cost, right? And right. you know, four stroke mufflers and exhaust, you know, they're they're getting really expensive because the manufacturers now are are doing more to them, you know like Honda has, you know, two mufflers, obviously the Yamaha is a very difficult muffler to build as well. Um, so, you know, the more that they're, the OEMs are putting into these things, it just, it kind of affects, you know, everyone from, you know, who's going to purchase a motorcycle or an exhaust system for, for this new 2018 CRF 250. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I was wondering, you know, over it, through the two stroke days, the exhaust probably didn't change a tremendous amount year to year. But in the last few years, with the way the Honda's gone to the dual exhaust and different things, and Yamaha turned the motor around, how difficult that is that on your budget? How, how much of a hit is that on your budget to do all this new R&D? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's uh, luckily we, we make all of our tooling and everything in-house, so we really have a leg up on the competition. Um, but still, you know, we want to produce a great-looking exhaust, great performing, but also try to keep the cost reasonable so, you know, the people can afford these things. And we, you know, we're fortunate enough to that we have, you know, our real high-end race line, but we also offer more of an entry price price point exhaust. Uh, right. That's really important for us to be able to, to do because I think a lot of people forget that it's not just, you know, people that race dirt bikes, you know, it's the people that just go ride them in the desert. You know, that's kind of how I grew up riding is loading the truck up with, yep. with my dad and go out to the desert. And, Me too. you know, a lot of those people have never even touched foot on a motocross track. So right. really got to think about the average consumer as well. You know, that's how I grew up riding. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, we're all in Texas now, but I, uh, I was a Navy brat and I grew up, I was born in San Diego. I lived in Barstow for a year. That's really where I started riding was out in Barstow. So yeah, I grew up in the desert quite a bit out at Dumont and places like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so a little bit older than you, but not much. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, uh, you know, that's what I grew up doing. It's still what I loved. I mean, I love motocross too, but you know, there's nothing better, especially, you know, this winter we had a ton of rain here in California. So yeah. the trails were just unbelievably good. And, uh, you know, kind of really is where it all stems from, right. You know, growing up with your family and going riding and stuff. And Absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's still fun to be able to do that with my dad. You know, he, uh, he rides every chance he gets right. and, that's um, cool. So it's pretty cool. That is cool that he still rides. I know a lot of guys get, you know, busy working with their companies, this and that, and then just eventually it just kind of moves on to just being a fan or, or building products and they don't ride much. That's cool to hear he does. My next question, the two-stroke thing, obviously, everybody's still – it's a, it's a, obviously a big movement, I think. And is that really still a big part of FMF's business is two-stroke exhaust? Yeah, I mean that's you know obviously that's that's our roots, that's our heritage. You know, um, you know we were just talking we were just talking about uh, you know my dad riding and he rides a two stroke still. Um, he really enjoys uh, riding a two stroke, and that's my little guy in the background. So if you guys hear a little oh. creature, that's uh, that's my my little that's the next Emler coming up through the pack. There here. you go. Awesome. And he's actually he's playing with the dirt bike too right now. It's pretty oh, funny. Perfect. Perfect. Got to start them young, you know. Absolutely. But no, I mean two strokes. I mean we, we love them, and you know you got companies like KTM and, and Husqvarna and Yamaha still making two strokes. And then you got a lot of European other European manufacturers, you know Beta, Gas Gas. So, I mean it's awesome that you know people are seeing that you know these things are a viable you know bike competitive still, and you know for off road racing and some of the the hard enduro stuff. I mean it's you got to ride a two stroke. Definitely. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What What is the oldest bike y'all still make a pipe for? Uh, probably a old CR500 or KX500. Nice. Um, I think, you know, all the way back to like 86. Oh, sweet. So, you know, you, and you'd be, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, uh, our, our biggest selling pipe when, when two strokes were the more predominant of the two uh, was uh, a blaster, Yamaha Blaster hmm. ATV pipe so it's like things like that that you, you know you know if you just focus on you know the 2018 motorcycles i mean you really got to offer a wide range of stuff and that's one of the tough things and why a lot of people can't really compete 
uh, with us because, you know, we've, we've been in business for so long, but you know, you can't rely on just 2017 bike right. sales. Sure, sure. You got to go way far back. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody has an older bike, that's like, let's say we're all Mathis Pulp MX fans here and Mathis does these project bikes. If he decides to build a 1983 Honda of some sort, I mean, can he come to you and you guys will do a one-off or do you still have the tools for that? <clears throat> Uh, we might still have the, the tools, uh, the jigs and stuff like that. So, I mean, we, we generally try to stay away from doing the one-off stuff because right. it obviously takes up a lot of time that we, and that unfortunately we're, we're so wide open to building and producing everything. But, you know, so a lot of people do ask us like, why don't you guys get back into, you know, vintage racing, obviously yeah. and the, the Honda L snores and why don't you guys make, <laughs> you know, make some, bring some stuff back, bring the old porcupine heads back, you know? And <laughs> so, uh, you never know, maybe, right. in the, maybe in the future. Yeah. The, the vintage scene is definitely growing here in Texas. It is for sure. Yeah. Uh, don't you guys have like uh, what, like diamond dogs yep. down there? What is yep. that? was about a month ago. We, yeah. we were at that. Cool. We yeah. did go to that. There That's was... about 30 minutes from us. Yep. Yep. Not far down the road. There's some, those vintage races are awesome because oh, it's yeah. nothing but two strokes and it's, it's some guys like Trampus Parker and Guy, Guy Cooper. Cooper showing up and, and old dudes that just, huh? Do we lose him? Yeah. I heard the dude. Oh, wow. Oops. Are we still recording? Yeah. Yep. Sorry guys. Right, yep. Sorry about that. We lost, we damn producer. Yep. The producer. Hey, Travis Marks, I know you're listening. Um, Send us a resume. Yeah, resume. Can you get him back on the phone or what, TJ? I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh sorry. So we lost you for a second. Sorry. Well, I, yeah, don't, I don't know what happened. I apologize. No worries. We're blaming our producer. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah they're gonna not what I was me. saying is it's still fun <laughs> to go watch. The, those, these old dudes still show up and just haul ass on these old bikes, and you can really – Oh, yeah. It's just a it's neat crazy. deal to see. It makes you kind of sad that those days, the heyday of that stuff is over, but it kind of still lives on, and, you know, we're yeah. all just nerds about this stuff, so we have to ask these questions. <laughs> I, I still can't believe – you know, I look back, like Dan Laporte, you know, works for us and has mm. been around, obviously, the sport forever, and – I'm looking at him going, how'd you ride a 500, like, you know, all over the world? Like, I, I mean, these things don't even feel like they handle right. And he's just like, man, you know, that's just what it was, you know, and they hauled butt on them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. So uh, I've seen uh, in the past you've had some cool project bikes coming out. Any new two-stroke projects on the horizon? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, we're kind of excited about this, the new kind of fuel-injected uh, Husky KTM models. I'm, I'm excited to to get our hands on one of those and try riding it and see, see how they work. Um, but, uh, nothing like crazy serious right now. We're just, um, obviously cranking just, uh, you know, for us, we try to get the motorcycles in as quick as possible. You know, we want to be first to market with, uh, with the product, you know, sometimes that always doesn't, doesn't happen, but you know, if we, if we have a partner or a race team that we can work with to get the bikes earlier, um, the goal is to, you know, be able to have product when, bikes hit the dealer floor so the customer can roll his new bike out and uh, possibly an fmf pipe too those um those two those injected two strokes i know they're coming out for like the cross-country bikes does that in that two-stroke injected stuff does that change like port timing and and the way you have to actually on the two strokes time the expansion chambers i mean does, as far as keeping all the fuel in <laughs> would that be easier to do on something like that um i think it's going to come down to more with uh, the different types of maps i think they're going to offer right um, you know, they're, they're kind of getting to that four stroke kind of technology where they're, they're you're going to have you know, some different on the fly mapping and that's kind of where it would affect maybe the, the exhaust. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, we're, we're working with KTM. Luckily, uh, we have a great relationship with those guys. So any info that we can get ahead of time, it really helps us out. Well, I know with, uh, I used to work for CHP and I helped design their pipe and we were sitting there with about a hundred different bins, welding them together, putting it on the dyno. And I know it's totally different for y'all where y'all get to use a computer to basically to, to run all that stuff now before you even actually put it on the dyno, don't you? Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh man, there's, there's 3d metal printers now. I mean, there's just the technology that's out there to, to be able to make, make one off stuff. You know, it's, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Like your dad's, um, if, your dad's computer in the, in the, in the seventies must've been like the size of a house <laughs> if he would have had one. <laughs> for sure. It was all well, in his head. Well, yeah. I mean, the funny thing was, I mean, like I said, as far back as I can remember, my dad would, you know, we didn't even have a dyno. So he, all he'd do is just do alley tests. And then I just hear him <laughs> ripping up and down by, by FMF. And that's how he did it. Like he all see the pants. That's how he awesome. build a pipe and then put it on the bike and then go, go alley test it. And, uh, yeah, I think all the cops knew him in the area because he was always getting pulled over. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it the stuff that we have now obviously makes it so much easier to to do. I mean, it's still very difficult, um, but uh, it definitely helps. You know what I mean? The he's your dad is still in there every day, just grinding out, working, te- test, doing whatever. He's still very hands on, is he not? Yeah, so he's there, um, you know, every Saturday unless he's at a an event. Um, he's still there on uh, till six, seven o'clock at night. Wow. Uh, he's definitely the hardest working guy I know, and the reason why the company is so successful is because you know you got someone like that that you're looking up to, and and you know that it, you know hard work pays off, and it's pretty yep. cool to see where his company and his vision have have gone, and just being a part of that is really cool. Definitely, definitely. Um... So obviously with the pro level, um, you guys probably as a company try to get in as a team sponsored, uh, company, how does that work? And is there a friendly competition between you and the other guys like DRD and pro circuit or, or do the companies like does Mitch and your dad get along? Are there any? Yeah. I mean, they don't talk on the phone, but I mean, if they see each other at an event, you know, they definitely have respect for each other. And I mean, it's uh, they've built a great company as well. And, you know, they really seem like they focus, you know, on hardcore racing, which right. is great. And I think, you know, definitely, you know, we all love racing, but, uh, you know, we also focus a lot on off road. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all good. You got to have that competition, right? You got to oh, know what the competition's doing so you can yeah. try to figure them out, be better than them, um, from even from, you know, marketing standpoint to, you know, performance, you know, it's just, you got to have competition. Absolutely. Is it, a, I mean, is it important for you guys to be a team, like, you know, a, a team company so that, so that they say a factory, one of the factory teams has yeah. FMF on, is that really a big deal? It is. I mean, you, you definitely, uh, you got to do a little everything, right? So it's, it's kind of, we always talk about it. It's like, you don't know, you know, what's working, you got to do a little bit of everything. So you got to do, you know, sponsor race teams, you got to, you know, print media, you got to, now it's, you know, social media, you have to just throw it all out there, see what sticks and, and hopefully, you know, working with, you know, the events and the series and sponsoring pretty much every major series we, we sponsor, we really love giving back to the sport. And I think that kind of shows, um, you know, all the stuff that we do. Um, yeah, we, and we just love it. I mean, that's, you don't love what you do you're never going to be successful successful so it's uh it's been it's been a fun road 
Absolutely. Well, I feel like that shows too and everything because y- y'all's br- whoever's uh, the branding y'all have, it's everywhere. And that's awesome <laughs> to see. Like, I don't think anybody does a better job. And I'm talking about industry wide than you guys. It's because it's everywhere. And well, I- every moto van in the pits that's a Ford has a FMF logo <laughs> yeah. on the front. Like, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that was <laughs> intentional. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the fun part. And, you know, have my dad gives me a lot of freedom to, to be able to do that stuff, get creative. Um, you know, so, you know, that's what I really love doing and I'm really glad that he's able to, you know, let me do this stuff. And, and we love getting, getting creative and, and being funny. Sometimes you got to make fun of yourself. Sometimes you got to just, you know, pull out all the stops and, you know, working with all these events and, you know, it's, uh, it's good. You know, the, the red and yellow oval, uh, definitely stand out. We haven't strayed away from that. You know, it's been red and yellow since the seventies yeah. and, so it's pretty neat just to just to be really be a part of of everything and and maybe having a hand and help growing the company well i tell you what having a a, a sponsored rider such as uh, ronnie mack running around <laughs> um man you can't miss that dude no that's uh that's a classic one for sure gotta, <laughs> sometimes you know ron gets a little out of control so we have to reel him back in a little bit but, hey, uh, he's a big fan of the but... of the pbrs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but it, uh, it's things like that that you know. It's just you gotta you gotta have fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't take it too serious. Like I said, it's great to have factory teams run your stuff, but you know it doesn't. Uh, you don't have to win to be successful. Like you know, right. what I mean, you you wanna you wanna win. You wanna be a part of a team or a rider that's that's uh, successful and winning and stuff. And but you know, you don't always have to have the the top guy. You know what I mean? You can have a, a low life like Ronnie Mack. <laughs> right what made me bring that up is we've got a, a jersey hanging here in the studio and it's probably one of those cotton mock turtle looking jerseys from the 90s and it's a, it's an fmf jersey speaking of your branding it's even sitting right here in front of us but uh, and it's, awesome. like, it's just like the one he wears so i had to bring that up oh uh, those man i i those jerseys back then it's so hot i don't know yeah. how people... yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. either well the funny thing is um uh, is that jersey actually belongs to my 16 year old kid and he like fought me for me hanging it in the studio. He's like, that's mine. That's my So, I mean, like, that, that stuff like that, and he's, I mean, he loves FMF just yeah. probably because of, like, stuff like that. Yeah, we joke around that we want to bring that jersey back. We just don't know if, they, if they'd sell. Right. Oh, I bet, I bet they would. I bet they would. Cause yeah. I, I, 100% I, cotton. I'd 100%. Well, yeah, I'd 100% buy one, I, I promise. Did. Yeah. I didn't know he meant bring them back, like, literally 100% cotton. 100% cotton. I, I, yeah. Jamie was hoping for a vintage version yeah. of that. So we're Man. we're all either forty or pushing forty. Yeah. So we're all we get hot too easily. Yeah, back in the nineties I cut slits in mine just like like from piranha ate my jersey. <laughs> so what'd you guys think of the uh did you guys follow the Glen Holland? That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Race? that that has to have been the wackiest race I've watched in recent years. Yeah. If it not it's crazy, man. It's it's making for an awesome season because you just don't know what to expect. Everybody's yeah. so yeah. competitive. You guys did good too. Had uh, what for Ferrandis win a moto, uh, Anderson win a moto. Yeah, you know overall yeah. with I mean, Osborne. It's, it's, yep, Osborne. You know coming off a of championship Supercross. I mean it's been uh, it's been great. Uh, you know he's definitely well deserving of it. I feel like and uh, oh, yeah. he's come a long way. But yeah, I mean it's been. It was crazy, you know, the, what, I think uh, three pro circuit bikes broke down, you know, you yeah. had I bet you crazy love that. crashes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I've got, I've got a question. I'm gonna put you on the spot. No problem. How close is the pipes that those guys run to what we buy? 
Yeah. So what we do is uh, we'll obviously use those guys kind of to test new stuff. And as soon as uh, we call it just a running change. So basically if we come up with a better Yamaha pipe, those guys might be out running right now. We'll put that right back into production the next time we go, go to production. No, that's cool. um, so, Yeah. So, I mean, Sometimes in Supercross, the guys have to run maybe a little bit longer of a muffler. For quiet, uh, than, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of sound. Um, the outdoors doesn't have a sound regulation rule, so it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more wide open on the on the performance there. But you know, it's that's part. We we actually like the the sound thing because one, it helps you know people understand that you know louder is not faster. Um, right. You know, so it's important. It's important for us, and, and it's also you know, makes us have to, you know, be really responsible and trying to get the most performance, but also being quiet, which, you know, a lot of times that that's uh, tough for the competition to do. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. For sure. Well, this has all been very interesting and we won't keep any longer. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, Donnie, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It was, oh, it was a pleasure yeah, talking man, with thank you. Thank you very much. My, my kid says, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Little, little Emler running around the background. He's one and a half. He's uh it's been a lot of fun for sure. So oh, I so, can't wait till he's riding. So like, yeah, he's one and a half now. So what? In five years, four years, we'll see you at uh, doing Moto Dad for Loretta's and all that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be full Moto Dad. We'll see. We'll. I definitely want him to ride. I'm not sure about the whole racing thing yet. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. No, I don't blame you there. It's a, it's a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe amateur racing. It's just insane. So. Uh, but again, hey man, thank you for your time. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you guys very much, and I'd uh, love to come back on sometime soon. Absolutely, we'd man. love to have you. I hey, promise. You wouldn't be coming up to Lakewood this weekend, would you? Ah, uh, I'm taking this weekend off. Okay. Actually, we're we're yeah. me and Mark are flying up there. So oh, cool. That'll be our first race as a show. We got media Perfect. passes. So anyway, we'll, we'll try well, to. Let yeah, me know we'll... if you guys need if you guys need passes or anything. Let me know. We'll awesome. do, man. We'll Thanks, do. Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Right. Yeah. Take care. Have a good one. Little D, Don Elmler, Elmler Jr. I can't even talk today, guys. I'm sorry. but uh, you, said, you said Little D and TJ said what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his eyes perked up real quick. We're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back. With- hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903 
595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welling and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Moto X Pod Show again. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Design, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab. Coming up next, he is the Alaskan Assassin, Ty Lube Racing's Ben LeMay. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, dude, just uh, hanging out up here in Alaska. Yeah, I've been seeing that on your Instagram. You're posting, I forget what time you said it was the other day. It was like midnight or something, and the sun was still out. Yeah, I, uh, Came up to Anchorage um, last week and uh, just kind of be up here for a little while, probably a month or a month and a half or so, and just kind of hanging out for the summer. Yeah, you you were uh, born and raised in Alaska, were you not? Yeah, that's right. So I was up here for probably oh, eight years or so, eight or nine years, and then finally decided to head down to the States and start racing down there. Right yeah. on, right on. Yeah. Hey, what age did you start riding, Ben? Uh, three. Three. Oh, wow. Wow. Laugh long now. <laughs> good deal. Well, you had a pretty good arena cross season this year. Any plans to uh, continue racing into the summer, doing something else maybe, another series? Um, yeah, you know, the, the arena cross was pretty fun for me. I some good, good results, bad results. Um, ended up crashing at Reno, which kind of threw me out of the, the overall points there. But, um, you know, it was still fun. I got, I had some good experiences and good results um for this summer though i don't really have any plans i was hoping to do the outdoor national series but uh i'm not gonna do the whole thing maybe maybe a couple rounds at the end of the season or something who knows right cool, cool. How, how do you like the chase system in uh arena cross how do you feel about it as a as a rider um kind of hard to say i, I like it um it just depends kind of where you're at, but right. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good, um, because it, it really ups the intensity in the last, you know, what, whatever it might be five, six, seven rounds or whatever. Um, I think it's good for the sport. Um, it just kind of, it does suck though. Like, you know, if, if you are dominating and then all of a sudden they reset, you just right. pretty much throw out your, but, your chances, but, um, it keeps stuff close. That's for sure. Exactly. Do you go into the series thinking, well, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to go a hundred percent until the chase, or do you not think, or do you just you're going to win every race? Um, no, I, you know, like say from round one, you know, because we have 
14 rounds um, in arena cross. Some are two nighters, so we race a lot. But um, at the beginning, it's more of just like, okay, let's get a feel for it. Let's get some good results, but let's work on the bike. Let's get it figured out whether we need to change this or that. And then uh, once you kind of get the bike, you know, really happy with it, then you start to kind of up the intensity. And then once the reset comes, you're ready for it. Right. Very cool. I, I like it. Do you think there's something that's uh, a, a part of this format that Supercross could take from Arena Cross to make it also a little more exciting? I think so. Um, a lot of people don't like it or don't agree, but I think it definitely needs it. Um, it's been the same. Supercross has been the same for a long time, so I think it, it would definitely throw some excitement back into the sport and just kind of, you know, see, you know, what it, what it throws at the riders and the, you know, just everything, the racing, if there's, you know, like a seven, seven round championship or something or five, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I think it really would, would help the sport. Now, are you going to start, are you going to stay in arena cross next year? Do you even know yet? I have, um, really no idea. Um, I would imagine I'll probably get some offers for arena cross, but, um, you never know. And I, I would like to get back in Supercross, um, whether it's 250 or, or 450, but I would like to get back to Supercross. I feel like I'm a better rider, um, you know, now since last time I raced there. So um, I'm, my eyes right now are kind of to get into the Supercross scene again. Yeah, for sure. It'd be good to see you back there. Yeah. I was we I watched and rooted for you for the years you were there. And yeah. At the at first, was a little bummed you went to Arena Cross, and I was like, well, you know what? It's probably a good opportunity, so we'll just we'll follow you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was good for me, no doubt. I mean, it definitely raised my um, aggressive riding on the bike, you know. And um, I mean, I agree. You definitely can get can get away with a lot more <laughs> things in Arena Cross than you can Supercross. Because <laughs> um, right. if some of the passes that we make in arena cross, if that was, we would be getting, you know, black flagged and find a bunch of money. So arena cross, there's kind of like a, you just slap my hand and then you keep going. But um, I think it might, if I go back into supercross, I really would shine. Yeah, hey, I'm not. I may be wrong, but a few years ago, um, my buddy Michael Gage has a little kind of home arena cross track did you did you ever come out to his place in gilmer and ride um here here I in texas I did, actually yeah i thought he I told me you came out one time and the track is kind of beat up but i i swear he told me you came out one time where do you normally train when you're in texas um i have a track um in terrell that i ride um, all the time like and Bo then, bentley's place right um i have probably three or four private supercross and arena cross tracks that I kind of bounce back and forth with. Um, normally just do everything by myself. I just wake up, train and, and do everything all by myself or um, sometimes I'll go around with a couple kids, but yeah. it's uh, pretty solo. So you don't, do you prefer doing it by yourself or is that just the way it works out? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I would, it gets boring sometimes. Um, but then again, it kind of, you know, I think I think it's good in a way for for any rider because it, it motivates you to want to ride because it, you're not there to sit and talk and just hang out with your buddies. You're there to ride and get what you need to get done. So, like yeah. when I go to the track and I'm by myself, it's like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to go home. And I'm not going to sit around and just you know 
talk and waste time. So it's good in a way, but then it's also bad because you don't have that other person pushing you or, or having the fun in riding with your buddy or whatever, you know. Yeah, I can imagine that get, gets a little lonely at times. But like you said, you, you're just putting your head down and getting to it with no distractions. I guess it probably has its benefits there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Are, now, are you still going to be based in Texas when you come back from Alaska? Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be going back to the same place. Um, not sure. We were talking about maybe moving, um, but uh, it's still way down the road. So I'll be in Texas for a while now. Yeah. Do, do you do you like Texas? Is it? Uh, have you been here for a while? It gets pretty hot down here during the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, you know, you can go east and get into the pine trees and the you know the woods, and you can go west and get out into the desert. And you know, you got the city and stuff to go have some fun. And so, I, I like Texas a lot. Um, it's a it's a cool city, and it's good for for me um, when I'm flying every weekend to all these races. It's so central. Like, yeah, you know, whether it's the west or an east round, I can. It's a two to three hour flight, and anywhere I want to go. Where some guys are, have like either really short or like a five hour flight across the country, you know? So Right. Yeah. That would, that would get a little draining. Ben, who do you have uh, helping you sponsor wise right now? Right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty wide open. Um, but EVS has been uh, behind me a lot. Um, fly racing, um, X-Brand goggles. I've been, I've been wearing their stuff for a long time now and they're awesome. Uh, Rockwell watches, uh, Lord of the Town. Um, that's about it, you know. DVS uh, right shoes—they've been hooking me up for a while now. They're sick. Um, but yeah, every time you post but, a new pair on your Instagram, I get jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm an X brand guy. Actually, I'm actually a a vendor for Rich out here in East Texas. So I'm glad that you're still wearing X brand, man. It's you know, yeah, I, they're awesome. Dude, I always try and get my buddies to wear them, and and I pump it up pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I do the same. You know, I wore them for like five years before I finally just called them up and said, "Hey, man, I want to be a vendor because I believe in the product and the customer service is beyond anything any other company offers." And I just, I think RT is such a great dude, so it's it's going well. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm working on getting them spread a little more out here in Texas because you don't see them enough. So. Yeah, ben, he's got every one of us loaded up with X brand goggles. <laughs> yeah. We've just been buying the shit out of them. Yeah, they're, they're the new ones are really nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you know, some guys don't like the outriggers, but, but then, you know, the other, the old style, the, uh, flat outs or whatever they fit, they, they fit. The foam is so good that, man, I, uh, I had a guy at Buffalo Creek at, in Canton the other day, come up to me with a pair of the Scott, uh, prospects mm-hmm. and, and he was showing them to me, you know, and they're basically the same as the EKSS brand, the, the new model. And he was showing them to me and I showed him the X brand and told him they were half price and he was, just, he couldn't believe it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, they're 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 great great company, man. I had to pull the nose piece off my the the what is it the X the S E K S S yeah E K S S. I pulled the nose piece off just to make it feel a little better. I've got a a bigger nose. Had it broke a bunch of times. It doesn't fit everything, <laughs> so it just made it feel a little bit better. But uh, you can't beat the quality of those goggles. Nope. The foam is the foam was the biggest selling point to me, and how well it fits you, you know fits in your helmet. Yep. So. Good mm-hmm. stuff, man. We hope to see you wearing X brand for a long time. Hope to see you back in Supercross. Yeah, absolutely. Hope to see you at Pro Challenge this year at Swan again. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Well, Ben, we won't keep you anymore. I know you're a long ways away visiting family, so we'll let you get back to that. But thank you for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. 
Yeah, man. Thanks. I had a good time. It was, uh, hope you guys keep doing this. This was sick. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks again, buddy. Thanks. See ya. See you, man. The Alaskan assassin, Ben LeMay. Yeah, I hope he comes back to Supercross. He was doing, putting in some good results, top yeah, 15, yeah. top 10 in the 450 class, and he was with the Rock River team. Right. And I don't know, that deal, I guess, went south or whatever. Then he came back as a privateer, was still doing good, mm-hmm. making mains, things like that. And then he went to Arena Cross. I was a little bit bummed because I've been watching that dude for a while. And, yeah. But, hey, you know, he's still racing. You get to keep, you know, keep up there, and he gets to, we get to see him race locally here, so that's fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking but, forward to uh, September. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X-Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Coming up next, he is, well, the man needs no introduction. It's Kyle Chisholm. Kyle, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? How you got? Uh, good. How are things going up in uh, Canada? Uh, good. I'm, I'm in Canada. Um, so I, I left a couple of weeks ago. Uh, doing something and breaking the race by things like that. But uh, I've been in Florida most of the time. So, uh, but just riding and getting, you know, getting everything ready to go. And uh, we've got the first race this weekend. So, yeah, trying to, trying to be ready, as ready as we can be. And, right. and uh, give it a go. Hey, man, you're uh, you're breaking up real bad. Uh, are you in a bad spot, or do we need? Yeah, yeah, it's just cutting out real bad. Okay, 
Let me run outside. My Let me run outside really quick. Okay. I don't know why it's like that. Hey, yeah, it's no worries. Here's what it is. My, my house is in the middle of town, and if I try to talk on my phone in my living room, can't do it. Have to go outside. <laughs> I don't get it. Cell phones are weird. Yeah, see if it's a little better on out here. Hopefully, it does. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, pretty but... good right there. So you're yeah, getting... I don't know what I don't know what it is, but yeah, my phone. No sometimes it works, and sometimes it's terrible in my house. I don't know why. Right. So you anyway. you were saying you're you're headed up uh, to Canada when? Uh, the first one's this weekend. Right. So I had, I go up Friday. Okay. And uh, it, we start on the West Coast, so it's a pretty long haul from Florida. So we don't race until Sunday. Right. But I'm gonna go Friday. It's a long flight, like I said, being way, you know all the way in the West Coast and then obviously north. So it's a pretty pretty good little little flight up there. A few uh, there's three flights for me to get up there. So wow. uh, yeah, pretty pretty long trip. So I'm gonna go Friday. Um, I get there like Friday night and then, uh, you know, get everything kind of ready and set up and check the track out Saturday and, and then get after it Sunday. So, yeah. Very cool. Now, Kyle, what, what is the, what is the name of your team you're racing for up there? Uh, it's Hu- it's Huber Motorsports and it's a new team. Uh, they've done like snowcross, I think, uh, the past, I don't know how many years, um, but they've been doing that, you know, in the winter time and then, uh, this year they decided they wanted to, uh, you know, try their hand at, uh, at the motocross season summer up there. So they, uh, put together, you know, the, uh, you know, actual motorcycle team, the same, same group of people that yeah. did the snowcross, but, uh, um, Stu, um, actually Adam Robinson, uh, he kind of came over to the team, I believe last year sometime by the end of last year. And he was the guy, when I raced up in Canada in 2014 on the Yamaha team, yep. he was kind of like the, he was Bob Canary's mechanic that year, but he was kind of also like the crew chief or team manager. And then I think the next couple of years after that, he was just like team manager, no, not an actual mechanic, kind of ran the team. And then uh, just this past year, uh, the end of last year, he left. Uh, from that team and went over to the Huber Motorsports guys. They ran the snowcross stuff. And then the owner of the team, you know, they kind of talked and I guess wanted to do the outdoors, you know, and uh, do the motocross season too. So they put that together and then got in contact with me. And, and uh, yeah, so we kind of put things together. And so it's first-year team. It's uh, obviously w- with any team, let alone a first-year team, there's, you know, little struggles here and there, just getting everything pieced together and of course. and getting the sponsors lined up and, you know, making everything come together. It's a, you know, it's quite a process. So, uh, but for the first year, you know, everything's been really good so far and uh, everything's coming together good. Obviously little, little bits and pieces are, you know, a little later than we would like, but it is what it is. It happens every year before Supercross and, yeah, right. and everything. You always wish you had more time. <laughs> of course. But, uh, Everything's, everything's coming together good and looking forward to the season. Are you going to be able to keep some of your same sponsors like gear, goggles, et cetera, up there? Uh, up there, I have to give up a few while I'm up there, which is definitely a bummer. Um, I'm still going to be in X-Brand goggles, uh, Atlas, neck braces, EVS, uh, knee braces and stuff like that. Um, for the gear, I actually didn't have my own gear deal this year because uh, with Motor Concept, we – it was a team deal, so we were in JT. Right. Um, sure. But a helmet, 
in boots. Um, I've been with HJC helmets and CD boots for, gosh, I don't know how many years now. Since Long like 2012, yeah. I think. So it's five, six years with those guys. So um, it was a little bit of a bummer to not be able to do that. I, I tried and pushed to be able to. But with the sponsors, the title sponsors of the team, it just wouldn't work. But um, I will say, um, like, my deal with HJC and CD goes through, like, December, like, through the rest of the year. Yeah. And the racing up there, you know, it's, we have four races and then a week off and then six races, and then it's over. So it's, like, you know, a little over two months of racing, you know, ten races. So the way I kind of had everything put together is when I'm up there racing, obviously, for the team, um, I'm wearing the team sponsor stuff, mm-hmm. um, but any U.S. races, I might still do a few of the U.S. races. Um, so anything down here that I do, and then obviously after the season's over in August up there, and like I said, my deals with those HJC and CD go through December, so there's still other races, you know, like uh, I'm going to do the GP at, at uh, Gatorback. Yeah, nice. Um, like that one, the last couple of nationals I'll probably do. Um, Monster Cup, Straight Rhythm, right? Uh, you know, any off-season races between now and December. Uh, basically, when I'm not racing in Canada, I'm going to still be in my, you know, HJC and CD, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. they were really cool, really understanding. Like I said, we've had a long relationship uh, together, you know, between me and both of them. So they were totally cool and supportive, you know, of everything. And uh, so awesome of them to kind of let me, not let me out of my deal per se, but let me go up there and do that uh, for the summer, you know, for the, the season up there. But still, you know, work things out to kind of keep our deal, you know, down here while I'm, you know, when I'm not racing with Canada. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sure that yeah, makes, it's really cool. I'm sure that makes things more a little easier on you to be able to keep some of your stuff, you know. And uh, we were just yeah. talk, we were just talking to Ben LeMay, and he's an ex-brand guy too. And I was telling him I'm yeah. now an ex-brand rep vendor. So if our team, yep. if our team doesn't answer your call at some point you just give me a call i'll make sure you get what you need yeah dark side right. dark side will <laughs> tune him up for you <laughs> yeah so all right no great product x brand goggles yeah. I, I don't know I, all yeah. I wear too so it's it's hard to beat them yeah yeah and i've been with those guys a long time too i think i've been in their stuff since like oh 2010 probably when i wrote for moto concept the first time right they were team sponsor then yep um but i've pretty much been in their goggles since, since 2010 you know, one way or another. So, right. um, yeah, I've been fortunate, you know, a lot of my career to, or, you know, not all of it, but for a big chunk of it, really the last long chunk of it to be with pretty much, you know, my same sponsors year after year. You know, I've had a good relationship with, with all of them, with HJC, with CD, with X-Brand and O'Neill gear yeah. uh, for the most part. I think since 2010, I've been in O'Neill except for, 2014 i wasn't able to and then this year 2017 but every other year um since 2010 i've been with o'neill um you know i've you know i've had a pretty good relationship with with all those companies for the you know like i said a big chunk of my career up to date so uh, it's it's been awesome to have that relationship with those guys and um yeah i try try to stay loyal to them and they've done the same to me Uh, i think it helps in situations like this especially like I said, with HJC and CD, you know, they're, they're cool with me. Obviously, they're not super pumped on it, but they're understanding of the fact right. that my Moto Concepts deal was Supercross only. Yep. Um, and I was trying to put stuff together for outdoors. I was looking for options and rides that maybe would come available. 
to do outdoors here because I would prefer to be here racing, you know, if I had my choice. But um, the my best option, you know, once I had to kind of make a decision, was to go to Canada and, you know, battle for the championship up there. Um, so that was my best option. And unfortunately, um, with that came having to give up the helmet and the boot deal while just while I'm up there. You know, like I said, so I think having that relationship, you know, helps uh, kind of ease some of the, the downside of, you know, having to wear, for sure. you know, a different product up there while, you know, while I'm up there for a couple months. Absolutely. So, Speaking of yeah. uh, Moto Concepts, do we know if we're back there next year yet or not? I don't know for sure. I know they had some meetings there at the end of Supercross. Um, I believe, like, with Honda and sponsors and stuff like that. And they're kind of getting their well, – last I was told, they're getting their – you know, kind of plans in order of what their plans are going to be for next year. And uh, I know, as far as I know, they're, they're obviously going racing uh, either way, but I know they're kind of finalizing and kind of, you know, putting the feelers out there and kind of figuring out what their plans are for sure yeah. uh, for next year. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to go back there again next year. I had an awesome time. I, I wish things had uh, come together, you know, with more time before the season started. I only had a few weeks. I think like, I think a total of like 12 days on the bike right. before Anaheim. So I'm, uh, we kind of talked a little bit already. Um, I think they know I would like to, you know, as possible and, and they have a good off season, riding and training and not being so last minute, you know, the last, right. yeah, that's like... the last like, years of my career, I've been like on a new bike or new program, yeah. like just weeks before Anaheim. So yeah, that's what I was about I to say. Yeah, and it's it's hard to you, you, I feel like you're always playing catch up, you know, during the season. And I kind of told them, you know, obviously, you know, I'd love the opportunity to go back, whether it's 250 or 450 sure. next year. And uh, you know, just I just kind of told them, and, and for anybody, you know, any team, you know, whatever, it would just be nice to have a good, good solid, you know, two three months of off season of riding and you know being really prepared. And uh, yeah. I think it would do a lot for me you know, in, in the season to be that much more prepared. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping things work out and I can stay there and just kind of get stuff rolling, you know, with more, more time to be prepared for the season and, you know, try to get the best out of myself, you know, so Absolutely. we'll see what happens, but you know, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get back there. Well, Kyle, we just got a couple more little questions for you. Um, what do you, what are your expectations for the outdoors in Canada? I mean, you going for a championship? Are we going to team Chiz going to win one? I mean, that's the plan. I want to, yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't be going up there if I didn't think I, if I didn't think I could, yeah. um, I would say I would be, you know, satisfied with being top three, you know, say at the end of the season, but, um, but I, I want to win. Um, there, there's definitely some good riders up there this year or that, you know, that are going to be up there. Um, but you know, it's hard. There, there's going to be good guys up there, but you know, I can just, I try to just focus on myself, yep. do my best each week. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough cause you got to think about guys you're racing against and prepare for it. And I think the best, the best way that I've learned over the years and what I try to tell myself and try to do is just prepare myself as best I can do my best each day that I ride and each race that I race. And, you know, if I do my best, that's all I can, you know, ask for out of myself. I can't, you know, you know, just make stuff, happen out of thin air, you know, I got to just do my best and see where that puts us. And, uh, I'm hoping it's good enough for a win. Um, 
at the least top three. You know, I, I, I just want to be up front battling for the yeah. wins. And uh, I, I think that's what we can do. So that's that's what I'm training for and what's, what I'm going to, you know, shoot for. Um, but like I said, it's going to be my best regardless, and we'll see where that puts us. And each week, you know, work to be closer to the front if we're not there already. And uh, But, yeah, no, I want to – I want to win. I want to be up on the podium every week. And uh, like I said, it'll be tough. There's a lot of good guys yeah. up there, but um, I, I think I can do it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I'll be pulling for you and uh, all of us here. Will, yeah. bud. Yeah. Um, I hope that, uh, I hope Brittany can get those shirts up on uh, pretty rebels pretty soon. Cause I definitely need a new one. I know, I know we do. I, she's, yeah, she's so busy, but I know she's yeah. working on it. She's, got some new stuff going on too she's always so busy right with that but yeah we got to get some stuff going and uh yeah get get them out there like if i do some of the u.s races more than likely i'm going to be kind of on my own maybe the last two that team from canada might come down for the last couple oh cool um we have a lot to go to do between now and then obviously but we kind of already talked about that a little bit like uh red bud is a possibility that's the next one i could do um, that's like on the weekend, the first week off we have in Canada, or really the only week off in Canada is when Red Bud is. Um, and then after it's over, there is, I believe it's Bud's Creek and then Indiana. So I could do those ones also. Um, and then like I said, the USGP, that's at Gatorback, uh, plan on doing that. So yeah, we need to get, you know, get some new team chess shirts going yeah, up yeah. there and yeah, for, for the races that I you're getting to make it too. Yeah, I had, to, out there for, I had so, to hang yeah. mine up in the shop because you and Brittany signed <laughs> that the one at Dallas, and I hung it up, so I don't have yeah. one anymore. And that thing's like four years old now. When, I got to get me one of those. And yeah, yeah, come out. yeah. I get some new ones. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll be looking for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I've said stuff on social media for like four years now. And I know she's busy yeah. all the time. She's always doing the pretty rebel stuff. So as soon yeah. as they're up, I'll buy them yeah. though. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we gotta gotta get him up. She's like I said, I feel bad. She's she runs pretty much everything on her, <laughs> you know, her pretty rebel stuff and doing everything pretty much by herself. She has a couple of friends that come over, right? You know, when when they have some time to come help, you know, pack some orders and do stuff like that. But you know, now we have a bit, ba- you know, now having a baby, having a one year old, and her running the business and me racing and gone all the time and right. we're wide open as always. Yeah. So and, and no, she, we're trying to get it, trying to make it happen now. She keeps joking so, about yeah. having another baby and I don't see how you guys could have the time. I mean, yeah, the, the making the baby is easy, but the, the, the raising the baby and working and traveling, that's tough. Yeah, dude, yeah. we don't, I, my wife and I don't even have time to have another one. And y'all are 40 times busier than we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be tough. It's tough with one now. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it, I guess you just learn to, I don't know, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, like, learn to balance life. Yep. You, know, you got to balance stuff a more and whatever. So awesome. give, it's give and take for sure. So, Well, Kyle, we sure appreciate you coming on. Know you're busy. And uh, like I, I've texted you about, we really want to have Brittany on in an upcoming show. Yeah. So uh, we'll get with you. But, man, we wish you all the luck up there, and I'll be following your uh, we'll results. Be, we'll be pulling for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for sure. Yeah, anytime get Brittany on here sometime soon too. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to do a check in halfway through the season or something like that up there and get a little update. Hopefully things will be going good and I'll have some good updates, but yeah. Yeah. Anytime, you know, let me know. Like I said, maybe we'll get a little update mid season and Heck see yeah. how things going and consider and, and, uh, yeah, sounds good. Consider that done, buddy. We will talk to you then. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Kyle. Thanks man. Appreciate yep. it, buddy. Yeah. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Right, I'll talk you. to you soon. Bye. Okay. 
Kyle Chisholm, ladies and gentlemen. He's number 11 here in the States. will be number 111 in Canada. So if you're able to catch that on replay or TV or whatever, follow the 111 on the Honda 450 and cheer him on because we will be. Yeah. i got to find a way to watch those online because mm-hmm. I don't have cable anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if I could get them. I had a, like a few years ago. I got to watch them, yeah. but I, well, they sure. were on TV then. Yeah, like, last I mean, year I could never. They they only showed a couple of them like last year, and then they would just keep repeating the first couple. Oh, okay. Oh, I got to say, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't but, know. Yeah, I'm a cord cutter too. Yeah. So I um, I don't have. I tried TV. to be. My wife fixed me that. Dude, well, I'll talk to you about that off air. <laughs> right, right. Well, hey guys. Again, thank you, little Don Emler, uh, Ben LeMay, Kyle Chisholm, Broadway Power Sports, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, TJ Smith, Dark Side, Muscle Mark, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya.